from the heart of Bed-Stuy, W-E-L-O-V-E. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On this side episode, Jamil and myself will be reviewing the new collaborative album from MC Shay Noir and producer Apollo Brown entitled As God Intended. We'll break down the album and what we liked, what we didn't like, and the overall 1 to 10 rating. We'll also share what we've been bumping for the past few days and preview some upcoming topics. So with that, please enjoy the show. All right, we back. We back on the second on the second uh, half of our double header here. We are back again with another episode of Side of the Soul. Absolutely, <laughs> and uh, and another another album review. Before we get into that though, just want to remind everybody, man, be, be careful out here. COVID is still out here. It got Batman. It got The Rock. It got Tiffany Haddish. It got Usain Bolt. So, yeah, just be careful out here, man. I, I had a, a, a work with schedule for work uh, yesterday. And it's, it's when you link up with somebody and you visit stores together. It's like they might work for a particular brand or supplier. And I was supposed to hook up with him at like 8.30 in the morning. He, he sent me an email at 6.30 in the morning saying he had to call off because he had COVID. And like, I was just like, man, I was this close from my being with you all day, dude. Like that's right. that's scary. So Man, I have somebody um I can't, show up I'll, to the job. Like like fortunately I wasn't um I wasn't at that site that day because it wasn't my class but um I get an email from my boss. Um well she emailed everybody like look I need to meet with y'all for like 15 minutes um just to let you know what's happening. So we get on the call she's like yeah uh, such and such came to the training center um, today and said that he was with somebody who had tested positive for COVID the night before. So in my mind, I'm like, well, what the heck you come to work for then? You knew that yesterday. So, I mean, they, they took care of it. And, you know, when, once yeah. you said it, they, they, you know, put him in a car and he ended up going home. And, it, you know, kind of a no harm, no foul. It wasn't really any contact between him and any other people. That pissed me off. Like if I was there, it'd have been it'd have been smoke. Cause, dude, don't show up if you know that you was already with that, or even if it's a risk of it. Don't, what you coming to work for? Go home or stay home. They're yeah. gonna pay you to quarantine. Yeah. Stay home. Yeah, I, I don't know what people be thinking, man. I, I just I don't know if it's just lack of I don't know lack of common sense or lack of empathy. But like, yo, we all might be okay. Right. We catch it, but like, we got families, man. We got parents. We got kids. We got spouses. Exactly. Like, I really exactly. can't afford to bring it home because, you know, I know my wife is high risk, and you know, I don't, I don't know what my son's immune system is like. He's, he's never caught nothing terribly, you know, that's made him terribly sick. But I don't, I don't know what his immune system is like. So, right. Um, you know, 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to risk that, man. At all. You know, not for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, because somebody else is the pivot, you know. So, uh, yeah, just, just, just be careful out there, people. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's for real, for real out here. But, uh, but moving right along, man, we're going to dive right into this next uh, episode, man, another album review. This album is that we're going to be reviewing is from uh, and Apollo Brown. He, he produced all the songs on this uh, on the entire. I think I mentioned she's from Buffalo, New York. Apollo Brown is, of course, from Detroit. But he's a uh, uh, he's kind of become a uh, go to producer uh, within the past four or five years as far as uh, independent MCs and lyricists have been able to kind of go to him and mine him for just good great soulful boom pap production that really complements their styles you know he's apollo brown has done collaborative albums with a number of people uh such as locksmith joel ortiz uh hassan mackey oc razkaz uh planet asia and i'm sure i'm forgetting others you know there, there's some others i'm sure he's, he's collaborated with and the name of the album is uh as god intended uh, it came out roughly about a month ago on Mellow Music Group, which is a pretty respected label. Uh, so, Jamil, man, real quick, quick question. Going into this, before listening to this project, uh, what did you know about Shane Noir, the MC, uh, and also Apollo Brown going into the project? Um, I knew how nothing. How familiar were you with, with her? I wasn't familiar with her at all. Um, I know Apollo Brown's work and I'm a fan. Uh, so that was enough, you know, to make me interested. Uh, what made me go ahead and listen to it was your recommendation, actually. You had mentioned how dope the album was. Uh, and her specifically. So I'm like, you know, of course it's going to be good. But the project, Apollo Brown always delivers. Like, I can't think of a project it is that really doesn't. Um, and the type of MCs that he works with is, you know, a certain caliber. So that, that speaks well to uh, what she would have done. But as far as her work, I didn't know anything about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I was familiar. She has a very short resume outside of this. I, I was familiar with her stuff. But the stuff that she had did before... You know, like I said, she's from Buffalo, New York. They have their own little hip hop scene. So, like, she was, she did a few things with like Ransom and Benny the Butcher and um, uh, Derringer and Thirty Eight Special. You, you know, and it, it kind of reflected that whole style, Mac Hami, and you know the type of production she was rapping over before was, you know, it was it was okay, it was serviceable, but it it, it didn't complement her style the best. Cause let's be honest, they that that group of MCs and artists they they make they make music, they make beats that basically you know make you they make you want to sell drugs to the community, you know like that's <laughs> yes that's what that's they are for. <laughs> that's that's their thing, you know what I mean? Right. But listen, hip hop, I sell drugs to the community. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. So that those are the type of aggressive beats she was rhyming over, but I really felt she she um she hit a new tier of just uh, creativity and, and and just decent quality output on this project. So I'm gonna give it up to you, man. Uh, right away, 
what 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 were your impressions going into the album? What 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 songs kind of stood out to you? What what impressed you? Uh, how did you feel Apollo Brown showed up and contributed? I give it up to you. Um, I thought it was dope. Uh, the the very first track, um, Antisocial, I thought was it, it kind of grabbed me. Like the production, obviously, you know, uh, Apollo Brown got a knack for for you know choosing the right samples to get a particular sound out. And what I've come to learn about her as an MC, um, and you know, AB's uh, production kind of complements that. She's uh, a very narrative MC, not necessarily telling stories. Like, um, I mean, she does have the one story rap, but it is a, um, maybe narrative is the right. She's reflective, or she's uh, contemplative. It's not just, you know, rapidy, 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 rap, right? She's, she's emoting a lot, um, which I can appreciate. You know, she's putting, she's putting herself on the page, um, even if she's not giving you specific details about subject matter, although she has on, on certain tracks, like when she's talking about her father, that's a very specific situation. But I think throughout the, um, throughout the album, you get a sense of who she is, as a person as well as an MC, and not everybody can do that like some people are really good at putting words together but they're not really good at uh, connecting to the art or connecting to the audience or having the audience kind of connect to you bringing bringing the audience in and i feel like she did a, a really good job of doing that uh, and sometimes people do it too much right it can be it can come off corny with some people they'll they'll emote a bit too much and it comes off whiny um and she did not suffer from that. Yes. Yes. I'm trying not to diss him so much, but that's 100% what I was thinking about. <laughs> and in some ways, Eminem. Um, I yeah. think he emotes a bit too much. Um, yeah. But with her, with, with Shay Noir, I think it was a, a pretty good balance. Again, another album that was really good, not perfect. Uh, certainly not flawless when we talk about that, but it's a, a definitely a good project. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think Apollo Brown. It, when you're trying to invoke emotion, when you're when you're touching on certain topics, Apollo Brown is a great producer to to be paired with because whatever whatever however you have to dial it back so you don't sound whiny or emotional. However you need to dial it back, Apollo will make up for that with the music. You know, he will yes. he will find the right vocal sample for the chorus. He will find the right you know whatever you know uh from the records he's sampling and pull some strings or pull yeah. some horns that that will convey the right emotion like i think apollo brown is is great at that um you know he's he's one of my favorite three producers at the moment um as far as active producers um i'd be really real curious to see to hear what jerome thinks of this album because uh, i know he's a huge apollo brown fan yeah. too and I, I i put my cousin chaz on in this album too she loves Rhapsody and of course there's some obvious Rhapsody uh, comparisons that are going to come up with Shay Noir sure. so I, I'm anxious to see what, what, what she thought of the album as well now you had touched on a song you remind me of a song Daddy's Little Girl um, which I thought was an interesting song you know you, you hear MCs kind of talk about their shattered family and stuff on, on certain records but I, I don't think I've ever heard it 
expressed through the lens of a female MC like this. Right. right. Not to say it hasn't been done. Maybe I just haven't heard it. But to hear about hear a female MC talk about how important it was to have a father, you know, or where her father kind of fell short with, with just being present, I, I thought that was a very dope perspective and fresh perspective. I just I just hadn't heard before. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the the what do you think what do you think about the content on here with her only being twenty six years old but putting some pretty heavy material down on this on this album? Um, I was impressed by that because she she definitely tackles some subject matter. Um, it's funny because when I was 26, I would not have been particularly impressed by that because I feel like 26 you grown, but with some uh, distance from that age, man, I realized 26 you're a kid, man. <laughs> you really are. Not everybody, right? We all mature in different in different places. Some people got yeah whole families by yeah. 26. Um. So I guess everybody's experience is different, but I, um, I definitely can appreciate the level of um, vulnerability that she gave us at that point, because she's still kind of making a name for herself, right? If you get clowned on some of your earlier projects, it ain't no place to go from there. And hip hop is not a super forgiving place. Like there's a lot of soulful music that exists here, but it ain't, it ain't for chunks. So you come off weak, you're gonna get yeah. chewed up and spit out by your peers or by the industry. Not to mention the fans. So I, you know, it was a it was a brave yeah. position to take with a lot of the subject matter, um, especially that was being so so personal. Um, but I think it was important. Speaking of Daddy's little girl specifically, it's that important because it is a it is a thing that is a problem, not just in the black community for sure, but just in families, right? There's a, 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 a breakup of the family and it affects the children. Now, hip hop being kind of a male dominated field, we get the typical MC who talk about one of two things, right? Either my old man wasn't there and I was better for it, or I'm you know, big enough my mom because my pops wasn't there, or, you occasionally will get the other side of it that's similar to what Shay was doing, where you know, you know my old man wasn't there, and you know this was the result of it. But quite often, especially from a man, it comes off like logic. Um, and I, I hate to use him as the example because <laughs> um, it was a valiant effort, or it can be a valiant effort, and it's difficult to to do that with any real balance. Um, people need to hear. I guess it, uh, that was a long-winded way of saying that. People needed to hear that kind of uh, perspective from a woman because women are being damaged in very similar ways. And it, it ain't even necessarily a situation where like, oh, you know, your old man is not in the picture at all, right? You might know who your father is and see him all the time and he still has an absence in your life that's gonna affect you. And we make a direct correlation between men and their sons but not necessarily between men and their daughters. And it can have just as powerful an yeah. impact, uh, if not more, when you have that absence in your life or you're the cause of the absence in your child's life. And then you got to pay for that later, you know, based on how they how they deal with it. Yeah, 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 I, I, I agree. Absolutely. Like, like I, I thought about that too. It's like, yeah, we, 
we, we, we focus on, you know, the bond between father and son, but sometimes the bond between father and daughter is, is well, we know it's just as important uh, yeah. because of how we know the family was meant to be, meant to be uh, connected. And you just hear her talk about having to cope with it as an adult, uh, just her father's like emotional absence. You know, it's, it, was a, it was a deep track. Um, what, how do you feel about the track? I, I don't. I know. I don't want to do a, a track by track analysis. I'm just. I'm just thinking of tracks off the top of my head, where she covered some pretty heavy material. Did you? Do you remember the song "The Winter" about well, um, the dead end mm-hmm. relationship? Mm-hmm. I thought that was an excellent song. Like she was, you know, basically uh, in a relationship with a. It was just a dead end relationship. The dude was, you know, he kind of loved the streets more than he loved her. And, you know, was also emotionally unavailable, but he still, you know, basically wanted sex out of her. And mm-hmm. she had to come to terms with the fact that, look, this is toxic and I need to get out of this. I thought that was a great song. Um, yeah. And then the song, but I, I liked it. Like, the more I listen to it, the less I want to hear it. 12 hours. The, the it, it, it was a very interesting story. I, I liked it. I was entertained by it. But you, you, you can kind of tell when a story is going someplace. I've heard enough of these songs where you can tell the story is going someplace and then there's going to be the big like twist reveal at the end. Like, like oh, it wasn't what you thought it was, you know? And it's like, I, 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 like, I, I, I like the story, but after you get that initial twist, it's like you're not, you're not as locked into the story the, the third and fourth time you listen to it. But it was right. still an entertaining. It was still an entertaining track. I think it was well put together. But um, you you knew going into that that story, like there's going to be a twist here that you know we we, yeah. we didn't see coming. Like this wasn't as what it was presented. I mean, it was it was blatantly um, obvious. You think about yeah, like yeah, it, it was yeah, it was pretty blatantly obvious from the jump. Like, like what you going in her purse for? Why are you going in her purse? Like that for me. Was the red flag like, okay, I see where this is going. This is where the twist is going to happen. Because who does that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and then it's got this, of course, this obvious moral at the end of the story to like, basically not solve your problem. What I got out of it was to not solve your right. problem. You know, so, it, but it was it was still an entertaining track. Um, I've, I've heard some people say, you know, this could just be recent herd bias, but I've heard some people say that this is Apollo Brown's best work. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah, I wouldn't agree with it either. Like, he's he's such a consistent dude as far as production. Like, I I don't think I would say this was his best work. It's definitely, I mean, nothing he's done is whack, and this is definitely right. good. But I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think he has one particular body of work that's like head and shoulders above the rest yet. You know, I, I thought Sincerely Detroit, perhaps that might have been his best work, maybe. But then I think about um, Blasphemy, the project he did with Rascal Cass. That was bananas. <laughs> like, like, like yeah. Blasphemy. Yeah. So- yeah, that might be my favorite Apollo Brown work, but go ahead. That's what I was going to say. Um, when you asked that, I, I think, I don't even think I audibly responded. I was just shaking my head for the audience. Because um, <laughs> that's the first one that came to mind. Like, there's no way this is better than Blasphemy. It's a good album. Uh, it's not even better than Mona Lisa. Um, 
which is another one which I think would have been potentially considered. And I think what what ha- what happens with Apollo Brown, Apollo Brown projects, if you're going to compare them to the other, because um, his work is consistent across the board, like it's not going to be bad. You have to think about the MC that's involved, and that I think would make a, a project appeal to you one way or the other. If you just kind of rock with this MC. Yeah. Yeah, blasphemy. It's like Rascaz has never shied away from controversial theologies, and like he was no different on blasphemy. And the production was like banana. The production was blasphemous. The production was like, Bruh. you know, it was it was it was awesome. Man. It was awesome. And you got a little bit so, of everything out of that one. Yeah, yeah, you did. Good storytelling. You know, good just introspective tracks. You know, songs about death. You know, society. It was it was good. But back on back back on Shay. Back on Shay Noir. Right, right, um, right. <laughs> yeah. She she was she proves uh, to have a wisdom kind of beyond her years on this one. And I, I think that's what impressed me. Like, you know, being in my late thirties, man, it's like it's like I'm not I don't shut myself off from younger MCs but a lot of times I get into this thing where it's like what are you really going to say to me that hasn't been said before and how are you going to say it to me in a way that's going to make me be engaged and she delivered man she she delivered in a way that I didn't expect her to and man she she she's apparently respected because she got a verse from Black Thought man shocking Um, shocking Apparently, thought yeah. right with them yeah. some Buffalo I, I, dudes, though. Yeah, he does. He was uh, down he with, with uh, Benny. They're running it right now. Like, them? Yeah. I would say Buffalo and, like, and like maybe North Carolina right now really running a lot of hip-hop right now. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I know that, that, that can be debated. I, I like that she didn't have a ton of guest verses on here, but the ones she did get on here seemed seem to, seem to work. I, the Black... Thought one definitely worked. The Planet Asia one Planet I thought was, was an excellent guest yeah. appearance. I didn't, I didn't feel the skies reverse uh, once again. Um, <laughs> Shocker! You know, I know, right? Like <laughs> even over Apollo Brown beat, I, I just, I'm not into this dude. Like, I mean, what, what am I missing? What did he say? What, <laughs> what, 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 what heat did he drop? I mean, the thing about Sky Zoo... Enlighten me. Maybe it's me. It's definitely you. Because he's not he's not whack by any stretch. It's just a personal thing with you, I think. It's, for whatever it is, you know, I don't know if it's his delivery, if it is... Um, it can't be the subject matter, because he's, he's just a Brooklyn MC. Like, he's a standard Brooklyn MC. He's not remarkable in any way. He's dope, but he's dope like... Rock Marciano was dope. Or any other handful of Brooklyn, or I don't know if uh, Rock Marcy is from Brooklyn, but any other handful of Brooklyn MCs is just kind of there, right? Like, he's not, there's nothing particularly outstanding about him. I think he's from upstate. Uh, Rock is? Okay. That's all I think it is. Well, 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 yeah, Rock is from upstate New York, but same, same, same aesthetic. Um, yeah. Yeah, he just the shocker is whack. Shocker is not whack. Right. He doesn't rock about BS things. 
He doesn't. He doesn't rap over BS beats. So like, I. But I. For some reason, like I don't get why I don't like him. It's like, and I. I'm just like, why am I not feeling this dude? That why am I not pressing the rewind button? But yeah, maybe it's just his delivery. You know, it's just too basic. You know. Yeah. Um. But whatever. I, I get off on a tangent. But um. But what were your favorite five tracks? Um. Antisocial, as I mentioned, I thought that was a really good uh, way to start the album. '94, uh, I thought was a good way to close the album. I, I, I kind of dig that she was not not deferring, but she was like, "Look, I'm a, I was, I respect the the bigs and the wolves and the pops, but I was a kid, so I appreciate that perspective." And, and she's she rock with him. Unlike, you know, a lot of uh, younger MCs are like, nah, I ain't never heard of Wolf. I ain't never heard of Pop. That's fine. We get that, right? You're 22, 24 years old. We can't expect that you would have been immersed in this music. But you are part of this industry. You're part of this culture. At the very least, you can go back and listen to it. Right? I wasn't around during um, the height of P-Funk. But I know who George Clinton is. I've done my research. I rock with that music, even though I wasn't around there. Um, all the 60s soul. Yeah. Like, I wasn't there for that, but good music is good music. And you don't have to, I don't have to uh, have been of that era to respect it. And I'm certainly not going to say, oh, Smokey Robinson is rack whack because he ain't come out, you know, post 95. Like, that's stupid. <laughs> that's, that's, that's dumb. And a lot of, even in my youth, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But did you hear that? Uh, did you hear that, Braxton Tiller? Though you telling me about smoking, it's it, you sound ridiculous. Right. And I, I used to think it was just me being an old head, but it's not that because I was once a younger person, and I still, you know, I would respect what I respect. And if if it was of my era, or if it was from one prior to it, if it's good, it's good. Um, so I, I appreciate her taking that position on it. Um, I think that's two. Hustle. I dug Hustle. Um, I think that was the one with Black Thought, right? Yes. Hustle was the Hustle one with Black Thought. Yep. What I like about that track was I dug it and her bar game was, was dope on that one. And then you get Black Thought. So the track, even without him, would have been dope, and I appreciate that because it's not like he came in and saved the day. She, she really held her own, more so than held her own without him. Um, matter of fact, she had a line I put in my notes that I thought was, was pretty dope. And again, it, it goes to that, the type of MC that she is, as far as this emoting. Um, what'd you say, a, a bad mood can turn into a happy trigger finger. Yeah. That was slick. That was, that was a hot line. But, but, and it's, and it's, it's slick in one way, right? That's just some ultimo slick talk stuff, but that's real, right? Like that is the thing that gets a lot of people killed is the inability. And maybe I'm going deeper than she intended with that, but the inability to deal with their own demons. You just settle it with violence. Um, so I, I, I really dug that. I like um, that one line she had, I forgot. I, I started to finish off. That's all right. uh, that one line she had where she was like, what? When niggas carry heat the size of precious. Bruh. <laughs> that line just made me giggle, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but that again is real. Like yeah. carrying guns oh, that yeah. can't even I'm hold sorry. up. No, no, I was talking <laughs> it. So uh hustle was was 
uh, I guess the third or fourth one. 12 hours we mentioned, um, flaws and all. Uh, I, I think it was an, an ambitious track and worthy of making the list of top five, I think. Um, like we mentioned, it was a little bit predictable as far as where it was gonna go. But I always dig story rap, so I can I give her A for effort on that one. Um, and money oriented, I dug that one too. Um, another yeah. one, she got another bar, which when I was doing my notes, I realized that there's a bit of a, a connection between the two that I wrote in the notes. So I just gave you the one, here's the other quotable. That toughest don't mean nothing when they cock and pull it. The toughest nigga in the world still couldn't box a book. Again, slick. But it's, it's one of those, if you if you want to go deeper into the box score, it, it means a little bit more than just something on the surface. I I always appreciate that out of an MC. You know, the play on words, the double entendres, like I'm here for that all day. And her perspective is decidedly that of a woman. So it makes her a unique MC in that way. And I'm, I'm, I'm down for all the creativity stuff. Um, is that four or five? I believe that was five. You had Hustle Don't Give. You had 94. You had Money Orientated. 12 Hours. And Antisocial. Oh, and Antisocial. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's five. Okay. Okay. Man, I, I got a whole different five. Nice. That's unusual. With the, with the exception of one. With the exception of one. Okay. My favorite five tracks were Blood is Thicker. Oh. Um, I thought that was a great like second track because you, you got the little intro track where she give, throws you some bars, throws you some bones, and then like the, the track right behind it, Blood is Thicker, man. That vocal sample, man, won, won me over. Like, I mean, yeah. what she's saying is dope, but the way Apollo Brown laced that beat was even even more fire. Like, and the way she was she was embodying the ghetto and speaking as if she was the personification of the ghetto and how much damage she she does to people in the ghetto. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a dope dope song, man. Just just great concept. I also appreciated the apple where she was talking yeah. about the um the resilience of just you know of black women and, and their history and um you know just the diversity of of black beauty and, and, and black femininity i thought that was dope uh why it's called the apple i, I gotta go back in because she was she was making a reference to like the apple and the garden of eden so i why it's called the apple i'm not exactly sure of i, I have to go back and check it out um i also have 94 on my list 94 was dope it was just a great album closer very soulful you know and i appreciate hearing a young a younger person because i got yeah i got 10 years on this shit. i appreciate yeah. hearing a younger person talk about their exposure into hip-hop and how they had to go back and check out other artists that they might have missed and how it's influenced their style. I think that's mm -hmm. just a dope story. I mean, we all kind of have that eureka moment where we just, you know, something just clicks and, and, and just pops with us in our in our brain. And we like, we just start searching out whatever we can find that's like dope and inspirational to us. You know, yeah. we all go through that phase, you know. It's, it's kind of here, dope to hear her articulate how she went through that phase and you know all this dope music was coming out when she was a baby that she had to go back and and check out after the fact i also like hold it down 
I thought yeah. the example on Hold It Down was, was beautiful. Uh, and I also like Worth Gold. You know, her just kind of, it was that, that was another bar fest. You know, like she was just talking about her own being us underestimated in the in the rap industry and um, you know, proving herself and stuff like that. So I, I thought that was dope. So those are my five tracks, man. On a scale from one to ten, what would you get this project? I guess one um I guess one to eight and a half. Um mainly because of the surprise factor. Uh, it's a great, great, great album anyway. Um but I didn't, I didn't know anything about her, and she, she blew me away. You know, she's, she's dope, and there haven't been a lot of like new MCs, like or MCs that I got put onto for the first time that I'm impressed with like that. Um, at least not recently. There have been people who maybe have been gone for a while or been out for a while, and then they'll come out with a new project like Nas. Right, Nas is established. He was kind of gone. Uh, we're gonna forget about that Lost Tapes album, uh, and he, you know, come back with a with a, a fire project. Um, but a lot of like the new MCs just don't do it for me. And the fact that she was able to do that, um, like Apollo don't just work with everybody, right? Black yeah. Thought don't just work with everybody. Planet Asia don't just work with anybody. And she yeah. got cosigns from heavy hitters who have years in the game you know and are well respected by their peers and she showed why she can stand on that level like it's a dope dope project and for those of you all who have not heard it um as soon as this episode is off i recommend you do so okay so you're giving it 8.5 out of 10 yeah um my score is very similar i'm giving it an 8 out of 10 i wanted to go a little higher i have the feeling and, and i could be wrong but i i have the feeling Five years from now, people will look back on this album as an underground classic mm. um, because it's it's just that consistent. Who knows what she'll she'll go on and do with her career after this? But this album is definitely worth checking out. It's definitely got a spot on my top ten for the year as far as you know best best albums, best hip hop albums. Now, a, another quick question: What do you what do you hope to hear? from Shay Noir in the future or from, from her next and, and Apollo Brown for that matter. Um for Shay, I would like to hear um I'd like to know where her growth goes. I'd like to see how she improves on what she's done. Um I see she dropped two projects this year. I haven't heard them join with uh 38 special yet so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and check that out. It's so close to community music. Got it. Um, if this is if this is the lane that she's going to carve out for herself this kind of a half half street half I hate to say conscious because it ain't that um, she's she hood without being of the streets Um, I think that's kind of what I got from this she's more of a spectator of what was taking place like I'm, I'm of this environment so I know what it's about but I'm not a partaker I can appreciate that. Um, I, yeah, I, I guess I, I occupy a similar space. Um, I'd like to see, you know, where she grows. What's her next project going to be? She doesn't necessarily have to do a one MC, one producer kind of thing. Let's branch out. Maybe she could jump on and get get a couple of, uh, you know, one shots here and there. I'd like to see her work with some other folks. 
not necessarily have them come on her project, but she could jump on somebody else's. Right, right. Like we we need more we need more uh, women representation as far as the MCU is concerned, and she's she's definitely worthy. Like it can't all be rapsy. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say the same thing. Like like I hope she I hope she can link up with some other producers who are in a similar vein of Apollo Brown and like bless us with more you know layered and, and diverse subject matter the way she she gave us one as god intended you know may, maybe a ninth wonder maybe a crisis you know maybe crisis a dj spinner type you know yeah crisis yeah crisis would be nasty with her you know i i uh, i hope i see more more material from her like this in this vein and just her just just you know fitting in her comfortably in her pocket in her lane yeah. And, and, and doing and doing more of the same, you know. As far as collaborations with other MCs, like you know, I'm sure that's coming. Like I say, she's gonna have some obvious Rhapsody comparisons. It would be nice to hear her and Rhapsody on the same track because, in my opinion, Shay is a little easier to listen to because sometimes, like, I love Rhapsody, but she has that list. Yeah, you know, that could be a little distracting when you listen to her, and you don't you don't get that same thing with Shay, and she got. She got mad quotables, man. She yes. got mad quotables. Yes, um, and she's she's more hood than Rhapsody is. Rhapsody is an art school MC, and yeah, Shay is like off the block. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think I'd, I'd like to hear that. And honestly, I would like to hear just in general. I'd like to hear more crossover between different. If we just talking about like female MCs, I'd like to hear more crossover between different styles, like uh, contrasting styles. It's never gonna happen. But what does a shade sound like next to a like a fox? Somebody who she said she was a fan of. I want to yeah. hear that. Um, if not, going back old school, even her contemporaries, like what does Shay sound like next to a Megan? Megan is dope in her own way, but they're very, very different. They're both hood. One from Buffalo, one from Houston. One is, you know, we just spend a lot of time talking about her. Uh, as an MC, Megan is decidedly not that. With the right producer, I, I'm curious to see what kind of gumbo could be cooked up out of that. I like yeah. these these ideas in general, <laughs> just stuff that, that that shouldn't go together and see what happens. But if you're specifically talking about you know female MCs, let's let's see what 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 could be cooked up with that. Yeah, it could be dope absolutely. or it could be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What what about Apollo Brown? What do you what do you hope to see? I mean, he's given us so much. It's like there, there's very little you can, you can ask of him. Um, what, the one thing I, I hope to see more from Apollo Brown, man, man, can you please give us some more instrumental projects, man? Yeah. Like, um, sincerely, Detroit is was was basically a, a underground classic. Same thing with 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 uh, Mona Lisa, blasphemy. Uh, yeah. No question. And this album, I would love to get some more instrumental versions. It's like, it's it's weird, man. I, I scour YouTube for beats sometimes, and it's like the weirdest stuff got instrumental versions. And it's like, yeah, you know. And it's like, man, like man, Apollo, man, give us some, give us some heat, man, with some with, without no voices on it. Like that would be dope. Yeah. But that's that's all I would ask of him. But yeah, man. Um, I, I would like to. Uh, I would like for him to do a like a real Detroit 
compilation. I know Shady did something like that with that Detroit versus Everybody track, which was not that great, and it didn't have the representation that I would have liked to have seen as far as like dope Detroit MCs. But Apollo was in that space where he could do that. And that's what I would want to get. Like have him in Black Milk EP a project that gets you, you know, a track from Fat Cat and Boys and Guilty. Or just give me a Guilty Apollo Brown project. That's that's that that's what I want. Guilty and Apollo uh, Brown project. I'm good with that. That would be dope. That would be dope. Um, call it call it Detroit hates you. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Detroit hates you. <laughs> and an and 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 intro and outro from Trick Tricks. I'm giving y'all free game right now. I should be an A&R. <laughs> yeah, man. Make it happen, man. Make it happen. I would love that. I'm here for it, man. Like, like I, I love what he did on Sincerely Detroit, like making a whole album with nothing but Detroit MCs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would, I would, I, I would love to hear him with with some other MCs, like pair pair off with him. Like he hasn't, he hasn't really disappointed. The most, no, the most left field album he's done was probably uh, Anchovies with Pat Planet Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, man, what if he like? I'd be thinking like, man, what if he did an album with like Black Thought? Like that, that, that would be amazing. That would be amazing, man. It would be short because you know Black Thought doing these short albums right now, but. Yeah, I'll take it. Actually, I'll take it. Seven, seven tracks of Apollo Brown and 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 Black Thought. Yeah. Who's I'm saying no to that? Who's saying no to that? Yeah, I'm here for it, man. I'm here for it. But um, but there you have it, man. There you have it. We we've we've kind of already run through uh some of the stuff that we have been bumping. One one thing I forgot I was actually bumping to uh. Uh, this week, uh, uh, Low End Theory by Apollo Brown. Well, not Apollo Brown from Tribe Called Quest. Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's this 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 Cuba Libre is hitting me. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I've been I've been bumping Low End Theory, and I've also been bumping. Um, man, what else was I was I playing the other day? Give me one sec. Oh, Speaker Box and the Love Below. Okay. I, I've been bumping that as well. So. Uh, you know, they hold up, man. They hold up. That's all yeah, you I actually uh, held back a couple of them because I thought we were going to do them as separate. So, I, uh, you know, occasionally I'll go and re-listen to albums that I've been hard upon <laughs> <laughs> to see if I was wrong. <laughs> to see if you can still crap on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, two of them. Um, and one led to the other. Common Let Love. I was really hard on that album. Um, recently, I said that he sounded, I think I said he sounded artificial and I felt like he was just trying to sell his book more than he'd be giving us a dope album. Um, and I kind of got the, the screw face when I said it, but I meant it. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and listen. Maybe I was too hard. You know how this story goes, though. Actually, <laughs> Actually, this time is different. <laughs> I actually was unnecessarily harsh on that album. It was better than I remember. Um, I think the problem was, and I do remember saying this, when that album came out, it just came out at a bad time. Because I sandwiched in between Merce and Little Brother. Yeah. That was the problem. 
So I listened to it unaccompanied with that baggage, and it is a better album than I remember. It's still a little saccharine in some in some spots, but it was it was a solid project. So I was a little too hard on that. Yeah, my my issue with that album was that it just didn't seem to have a lot of replay value for me. I, I listened to it once and didn't feel motivated to revisit it. Um, that was my issue with it. But yeah, it was just, it was very soft, very, it just felt like dad rap, you know? Yeah. And not in like a dope way. Right. Like this is, this is, this ain't even dad rap. This is like stepdad rap, you know? <laughs> uh, it, it, um, it, it's it's not my go-to for sure, but it's not as bad as I had said. Um, then that led me to Universal Mind Control. That one, two, not as bad as I thought. It's bad. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's bad, but it has more redeemable qualities than I thought. Um, can't remember them off the top of my head. Oh, the, the title track, UMC. It sucks as a hip hop track. But if you think about it in terms of like dance music, it's not that bad. It's not dance that bad. Dance music by Common? I, I don't know, man. That's. Exactly. It's, it, it wasn't, which is why I had the, the reaction to that album that I did. Um, I'm trying to think because it was one song that made me. Was it Gladiator? Might have been Gladiator. Gladiator. Oh, I that song. That was that was a decent song. Yeah, Gladiator was dope. Um, I feel like Make My Day was okay with CeeLo. So it was it was not all 100% garbage. Still not a good album, but I, I was a little more harsh, so I would be I would be a little more fair. But I need the yeah. palate cleanse after that, so I uh, I was done with hip hop. <laughs> I was listening <laughs> to um, I was listening to like a, a, a '60s like soul playlist, and then that got me checking out some. Um, I was listening to uh, Led Zeppelin first album was in 1942, I think it's called, and uh, the Santana debut album after that. Oh, the one from 1969. Yeah. With the lion on the cover, oh, dude, yes. that album is excellent. Yes. That album is fantastic, excellent. fantastic. Yeah. Track. Um, yeah, that, and I, I needed to separate myself completely from that comment. Though you don't get much different than those two, so that's that's what I was talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're right. You're right. Um, yep, yeah. That's yeah. Those that's that's some good good material right there, man. Yeah, man. But um, with that, man, there you have it. Uh, there, there's our review. Shay Noir, Apollo Brown, check it out. I, I don't think any if you're a fan of real dope, just true school hip hop, dope bars and beats, like you, I think you will like this album. In fact, I know you will like this album. Uh, and and yeah, there you have it. So we'll be back with the show proper this this coming week. We got some uh, we got some good topics lined up. We got some shelved albums that. Uh, you know, are indefinitely not coming out, and Black Star is one of them. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna revisit that album as well as a few others that have been shelved over the past ten to fifteen years, and kind of discuss will we be still will we still be interested in hearing these albums? 
there's a ton of projects that were supposed to come out at some point, but just never did. Um, and then, of course, we got our album face-offs. We, we're going to have some uh, unpopular hip-hop opinions coming up. I hope you got yours ready, Jamil. <laughs> I, I may have a few. <laughs> okay. Okay. Care, care to give us a, 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 a sneak peek? <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers? Okay. <laughs> Here, I'll give you one. Because this is one that I espouse quite frequently. Uncle Luke is the greatest MC of all time. <laughs> that's, Most that's important not figure in hip hop. <laughs> that's not unpopular, man. <laughs> right. My bad. He needs a nap. Oh, I got you. All right. <laughs> With that, man, I'm gonna let you get back to your day. And um, I, again, I thank you for carving out some time for us to knock out these uh, these album reviews. And like I said, we'll be back this next week uh, with another show. And uh, with that, I'm going to say peace, man. Peace. Peace.